Welcome to the Raging Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Dixon, Kai Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre. What's up, you turkeys? <laughs> Welcome to episode 48 of the Raging Takes Podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Brian Dixon, joined as always by my co-host, Kai, the Commissioner Zabo. Salutations. Salutations to you as well. We're doing a two-man show again. Mac is feeling a little under the weather. Kai is too, but he's he's been sick so long that he's now used to it. And this is just how he lives now. So uh, it's unfortunate for him, but fortunate for us. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm feeling it for sure, but you know, someone's got to be here to assist you. Absolutely. I mean, I could do a one-man show, but I don't think anyone wants to hear that. Yeah. Um <laughs> that that would be a, a a train wreck and a half, but in theory it could be done. <laughs> It'd just be you rambling the entire time. Uh, that's what I'd normally do anyways. Uh today we will be doing some fantasy football talk, some hot topics this week, and we'll of course review the week twelve slate. We've already got four games out of the way, the Thanksgiving and Black Friday games, but there is what twelve other games on the slate because every team played this week. So uh, every team played this week, but then there's six teams on by next week. So eh, whatever and NFL scheduling. What are you gonna do? Um, let's start with the, our standings and our contest. I don't think I've told you what the standings are yet. Nope. Um, Mac is still leading, of course, one twenty and sixty. Kai is in second place, still at 104 and 76. I'm in third at 101 and 79, and DP is 97 and 83. So not much movement this week. I think you knocked a game down from Mac, and I think I think I'm the same exact distance I was from you and Dylan as last week. So it yeah. is what it is. Um, and let's just let's just dive right into the fantasy football talk, I guess, shall we? Yep. Uh, first up. Jonathan Taylor is out two to three weeks with a thumb injury that he sustained last week. Uh, is Zach Moss back on the menu? I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's the top waiver pickup of the week, honestly, if yeah. he's out there. He's I mean, not out in there in any of our leagues. I've already looked. I know there's a lot of people that probably did drop him at some point in the year when Jonathan Taylor did come back. But, yeah, this is your sign to pick up Zach Moss again, too. Uh Schedule going forward, it's not exactly the most enticing schedule, but you still have to take someone like Zach Moss because, you know, with the volume that he was getting and the production he would get out of it, definitely worth the pickup. And, I mean, when he was, like, playing just solo dolo, he was a beast, too, honestly. He was doing really good for them. I I mean, just as good, if not better, than Jonathan Taylor's been. Oh, absolutely. Uh, So the schedule going forward here for the Colts, so they play – the Titans, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Falcons, and then the Raiders in Week 17, which would be Fantasy Championship. So do with uh, that what you will. No free ads, Kai. Put that put that adorable little sprite down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely think I think the top waiver pickups this week are one of two people. I think Moss, personally, in my opinion, I think Moss is number one by a pretty decent margin. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll get to number two here in a second. But um, next up, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is in my top five, I would say, waiver pickups. I don't think he's anywhere near Zach Moss. But Rasheed Rice 
Is he the wide receiver to own in Kansas City going forward? Let me answer this question first. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's easily the best receiver on that uh, in that wide receiver core. Dylan likes Justin Watson. I'm not sure why. He looks just like a tight end that's running wide receiver routes. He just looks like a big fat white guy out there. So I I I, I don't know. Justin Watson's not all that impressive to me. I, I like Rasheed Rice a lot. Yeah, Rasheed Rice compared to, the, compared to the rest of them at least. Yeah, Rasheed Rice is going to be your guy going forward and into the future for Dynasty especially. Um, from what we saw this last weekend with the Chiefs against the Raiders, kind of looked like they were coming back on offense a little bit. Could be the Chiefs' offense is back potentially, and I think uh, Rasheed Rice is a huge benefactor of that going forward. We had like what, like 23, 24, 26 points, something like that, mid 20s. So, I mean, he had a really nice game. Yeah. Uh, the more chemistry he shows with Mahomes, I feel like the more Andy Reid's going to give him a chance. Yeah. But the thing is, the wide receiver room is like one of the worst in the NFL, and Rasheed Rice is like this decently high-profile rookie. It's like you think that they would be giving him more chances every single week. I, I, I'd have him out there running like ninety-five percent routes. I don't know what their what his actual route participation is, but um, yeah, I, I think he's the most talented guy in that receiver room by a pretty wide margin. Well, I'm gonna say by next year that Rasheed Rice is gonna be the premier number one over there. I, I agree with that. Um, next up, let's go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where they have a nice little wide receiver room. Um, Jaden Reed or Christian Watson? Who would you rather have moving forward? Mm, yeah, this is tough. Um, I this like this tough. I like both of these players. Both of the talent that they both showcase is incredible. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Jaden Reed, though. Honestly, just the things I see from him, the things I see on the eye test. You know, it's I, I love everything that this kid brings to the table. I think Jaden Reed is your guy to go with. He's a little bit younger too, honestly. So he's much more consistent than mm-hmm. Christian Watson. I, I like Watson's talent a lot. I think he has a really high ceiling. But yeah, if we're talking about just this year, I would, I would say Jaden Reed too. It wouldn't shock me if Christian Watson just started popping off and had a better rest of the season. But I, I think Jaden Reed is the safer play. I mean, they they even use him in the run game a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they they use they have extra usage for him too, which. Uh, definitely nets you a lot of points in fantasy football. Absolutely. Um, all right. I teased my other favorite waiver pickup of the week earlier. Uh, it's this guy right here, Pat Friar Muth. The Muth is officially Luth in <laughs> Pittsburgh. Um, I, I mean, last week I wasn't very high. Me and Dylan were talking about it. I can't remember who we were picking. I think, oh, it's Dalton Kincaid, who I, I don't know how good of a game he had. Um, but. It was Kincaid or Fryermuth was the scenario. I, I chose Kincaid personally because Fryermuth just hadn't been very good all year long. I said, but I said the only argument that you have for Fryermuth is Matt Canada being gone. Maybe mm-hmm. they start using him more in the offense, and that's actually exactly what happened. They started using him a ton. I had his season high in targets by a, a fucking mile and a half, uh, and he was he was. Had a, I mean, had a fantastic game. I don't know exactly how many points he finished with. Do you? Uh, uh, I can pull it up real quick. I know he just... went like seven for. Oh, he went nine catches for 120 yards. So that's about 21 points. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's really damn good. So like, like, if you need a tight end, uh, go pick his ass up immediately for sure. I mean, usually you're happy with just double digits, like low-end double digits for tight end, so he well well exceeded it. 
Um, yeah, and I, I've always been a fan of Fryermuth's talent too. I think he's really good. I, in our dynasty league, I've been trying to pry, pry him away from Scotty for years, and he and Scotty is just very stubborn when it comes to trading. So I have not been able to do so because I don't want to trade a first round pick for Pat Fryermuth. But, but I've been trying every year, so and I'm going to continue to keep trying probably. Um, yeah, this was great though for the Pittsburgh offense. I mean, honestly, you could just tell that they were moving the ball so extremely well as soon as Pat Fryermuth was on the field. It seems like him and Pickett have a decent connection, too. Yeah, I mean, he's just a nice safety blanket target for Pickett to have, too. It definitely makes him feel more comfortable out there in the pocket, knowing that he can just toss the ball to Friar Muth out there, you know? Yeah. Um, last one. The Saints kind of have a, have a depleted wide receiver room right now. Olave left the game with a concussion, did not return, obviously. Rashid Shahid left the game uh, last week. Uh, I'm missing some. Oh, Michael Thomas is already out. Uh, there yeah. may be one more I'm not thinking of. I'm not sure. But who uh, who will take charge in that Saints receiver room? Also, I, I think Juwan Johnson was the other one I was thinking of. Juwan Johnson left that game with an injury, too. He's a tight end, I know. but Yeah. Yeah, this is tough. This is a very tough look for the Saints right now. Um, I mean, most people, I would say the obvious answer is probably going to be like A.T. Perry. But... They have they have just like so many different names there though too like Keith Kirkwood could I guess be <gasps> Keith Kirkwood <laughs> no idea who that man is uh, no he's one of their bottom wide receivers there and he could maybe step up too or Taysom Hill Alvin Kamara it's gonna be either one of those Taysom Hill he's gonna be running routes like crazy <laughs> yeah I mean what, what, um, which one would actually be kind of exciting honestly yeah fuck okay, it dude um. I, I want to see what Shahid's and Olave statuses are this week before I actually decide that. I mean, if they were both to miss, you would think that A.T. Perry would be the person. But I, I, I just don't know if both of them are going to miss. I guess it just depends on if Olave passes through protocol or not. I would say Olave probably has a higher chance to clear a concussion protocol in time. I don't, I don't know about Shahid, though. He, it sounds like his is like a hamstring slash thigh injury. Usually a little Those bit more. Tricky. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So roll the, the roll the dice on that, honestly. I mean, and also if I mean if Derek Carr's still the quarterback, do you even want anybody? Uh, I don't even I mean, know, honestly. I don't, but at the same time, like Derek Carr, yeah, he can't finish drives, but he's still getting yardage. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um. <laughs> Did you? I guess we could talk about this at the Saints game. But did you see Jameis Winston rapping, uh, <laughs> at, like right before third quarter started? You know, because Atlanta had that crazy halftime show with like Ludacris coming down from the rafters. I didn't. You didn't see that? Ludacris came down from the rafters and he's rapping like "Move, bitch, get out the way" and stuff like that. And Jameis is sitting there like rapping in Derek Carr's face, <laughs> and Derek Carr just looks so unfazed. Like Jameis, please leave me the fuck alone, <laughs> dude. Right now, I'm trying to lock into this NFC South battle. It was so funny. Um. All right, let's get to the football games. Week 12 review, first up Monday Night Football. This game sucked. Uh, uh, Bears 12, Vikings 10. This is the second time Kai's safest game of the week has lost this season. I want to I wanna note, Kai, that I think that I didn't say I, – I, maybe I did. I don't know. Who knows? I have a big mouth. I, I think I kept it quiet. I thought the Raiders-Chiefs was 
the safest game of the week. I did too, personally. honestly, and uh, secretly I did. But you're getting too cute with it, bud. I, right, I, I was. I, no, that's exactly what happened. I also didn't want to offend you either. And pick against your team, but yeah, you know, they're not gonna offend me. I know they stink, dude. I know the Chiefs are good. The, the, Patrick Mahomes has never lost in Las Vegas before, that, and Aiden O'Connell yeah. was gonna go against that nasty defense. Absolutely not, dude. You know what? That's what I get for being a nice guy. So I'll take it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you can't be. You can't be nice to me. You gotta. You gotta let me have it every once in a while. Um. Even when the Raiders were at fourteen nothing, I'm like, this is not going to last. Uh, but yeah, this game sucked really bad. It did. It did. Uh, I, I mean, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were like relieved when it was over. <laughs> I mean, like, thank goodness. I was almost convinced that the the Vikings were going to win with a quarterback that had four interceptions. Dude, that was. I mean, Dobbs looked so stink. This had to have been his worst game of the year. Oh, maybe of his career. I mean, probably not that he's had a very long one. I don't really quite remember all his Titans games, but for sure it's got to be the worst game he's had this this year. And the Bears' defense isn't like atrocious. They're they're I mean they're serviceable. If if they had a better offense, I think the I mean the the Bears have talent on their offense too, but they're just not a good overall team. Bears' defense has moments where they look okay, so it's like divisional game. We talk about it all the time. The Bears know the Vikings well, so yeah, I uh, just a just a weird turnover filled game. I mean, Justin Fields even had a couple of fumbles, right? I think he had two fumbles. Yeah, he had two fumbles. Yeah, so I mean, this might even be this might have been the worst primetime game all year, honestly. I think so, and there's been some bad ones, but yeah. this one's probably this one was was close, but it was just so boring to watch. Um, and I had I had fantasy on the line, so I watched like a lot of it <laughs> and i was like i can't i can't turn away because i need to know if cole Komet gets 24 points or not he did not big dub for me but um yeah let's get into the stats justin fields 27 of 37 217 59 rushing yards two fumbles lost roshan johnson was 10 for 35 with five catches for 40 yards khalil, khalil herbert was six for 24 two catches for 14 yards uh, DJ Moore had 11 catches for 114 yards. Him and Justin Fields have developed a nice little connection. Oh yeah, I, I think the the fantasy averages when DJ Moore and Justin Fields are playing together, it's about the stat line that he got. I mean, if you look at Justin Fields' stats, he's having a really nice fantasy season. Honestly, I think yeah. he's a top 10 fantasy quarterback. So even though he's not having a very good NFL season and a few ga- he's missed a few games, still doing pretty solid fantasy wise. Yeah. Uh, Cole, Cole Komet had seven catches for 43 yards. I feel like five of them were within the first three minutes of the game, uh, which scared the living shit out of me. Montez Sweat had one and a half sacks for the Vikings. Dobbs was 22 of 32 for 185 yards, a touchdown, and four interceptions. Alexander Madison was 10 for 52. Hawkinson was five for 50 in that lone touchdown. The only touchdown of the entire game. The Bears had zero touchdowns and still found a way to win. Brandon Powell, three for 45. Addison was six for 39. Did you see that sideline catch? Or, oh, it was incompletion, but the sideline play that uh, that Addison had where he was just wide open, stepped out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, that that that's that's tough. That's tough. And the cheerleader, the Vikings cheerleaders were on the sideline going crazy because they thought it was a first down, but nope. Nope. Um, K.J. Osborne was three for 34. And Daniel Hunter was one had one and a half sacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
we about went over everything that happened. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there really was not much to talk about with this one, honestly. It was, just, it uh, was basically just turnovers. Uh, but yeah, Vikings have a bye week next week, and then they bring back Justin Jefferson in week 14. So that should be it's interesting. The yeah, so it's already I too mean, late we'll for me in that seat, in that league. We'll still see. Who knows if he's even going to be good with Dobbs under center. You know, like even though Dobbs has been pretty solid overall for the Vikings. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they'll have a connection or anything like that, you know? So, I, I, I mean, obviously you're playing Jefferson if he's healthy no matter what, but we got we to gotta see it from Dobbs and, and Jefferson and their connection first, in my opinion, before I, I, I totally announce that Jefferson is back. I assume he's going to be fine, though. Um, let's go to Sunday Night Football. Ravens 20, Chargers 10. How are the Chargers this bad, dude? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculously awful how they bad they so perform. Bad. It's crazy how bad they are. Uh, Lamar Jackson was 18 of 32 for 177 yards and a touchdown. Also added 39 yards on the ground. Keaton Mitchell was 9 for 64 on the ground with two catches for 25 yards. Justice Hill, 5 for 31. The Gus Bus, 8 for 26. Isaiah Likely, in place of Mark Andrews, only 4 for 40. Uh, Odell Beckham had three for 34. Zay Flowers had five for 25 and a touchdown through the air, plus 37 rushing yards and a touchdown. I think those 37 rushing yards came on that one play, right? I don't yeah. think he had more than one carry. No, it was just one carry. Yeah. Shout out to um, an old coworker of mine who watched one of our clips on Instagram, Brittany. She uh, saw Dylan talk Zay Flowers up and DPs the first ever DPs DPs last last Saturday started Zay Flowers and won her game. So she said, you know, thank you. I won my game because of this. And I was like, nice, let's go. So uh, I don't think I've told Dylan that yet. We're, I'll, well, I'll wait and tell him on Saturday. I'm sure he'll be delighted. Yeah, no, I did see that, too. That was off of the, the short for Zay yeah. Flowers. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, they considered that like his blow-up game, but I still think it could be so much better for Zay Flowers if they use him correctly. I mean, he only had like 60 yards combined. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the two touchdowns help, of course, too. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, he has more in him. Um, follow us on Instagram, at Raging Takes. Justin Herbert was 29-44, 217 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Plus, he had 47 rushing yards. Austin Eckler was 10 for 32 on the ground, 5 for 32 through the air. He has been so disappointing, especially since he's come back from an injury. He is just not good right now. Yeah. Um, I'll pull up some stats for Keenan or uh, for Eckler here in a second. But Keenan Allen, 14 catches for 106 yards. He continues his stellar season. Uh, Gerald Everett had four for 43 and a touchdown. Khalil Mack had two sacks so give me uh give me your thought process here while i uh i look up these stats here yeah so i mean even though this was a good win for the ravens i'm still not buying in on the ravens there's just something i do not like about their offense or it's just like too wishy-washy it's like what version are we getting of you each and every week and i'm tired of like sitting in that suspense i'm so glad the only ravens player i have to worry about is zay flowers now crazy i mean when are they gonna start giving the ball to keaton mitchell more like what is this like he's getting like eight to nine carries. yeah eight to nine carries every week and he's like he pops off with the limited amount of work that he's getting and they still won't give him more it's like what are you guys doing he's so fast like he, he can add so much pop to this offense and harbaugh's just being very stubborn about it like i get one in the plate gus edwards because i'm a i'm a gus edwards guy too 
But like Justice Hill, come on, dude. Like, t- t- I mean, five for thirty-one isn't even bad. It's honestly pretty good. But take those five carries, give it to Keaton Mitchell because anybody with eyes can tell you that Mitchell is better than than Justice Hill for God's sake. Oh, you absolutely, know? yeah. I'm just, I, I don't get this offense at all. To be honest, it's just it's so frustrating. Like this should be an offense that's putting up like three to four hundred yards a week. I mean, yeah, you've been on the Ravens. I don't want to say the hate train, but just the, that they're overrated train, I think, before anybody. And yeah. uh, I, I have a feeling you're going to be vindicated pretty early in the playoffs. I, I hope I, so. Uh, I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I mean, wouldn't mind it. I, I, I think they're a likable team. I've always liked Harbaugh. I like Lamar Jackson, but I just don't see it. I, I, I'm i not quite as down on them as you are, but I, I agree with you. I don't see it. I don't even see him as the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, and their schedule coming up, too. It's not the... It's not that hard. It's not the easiest schedule either. They got the Rams next week, the Jaguars the week after, 49ers, Dolphins, and then Steelers. I mean, that's Ooh. a that's a tough schedule to close out the season. Yeah, that's a little bit of a gauntlet. And yeah. I mean, they're like there's so many AFC teams that are right there with them. Like the Chiefs are are eight and three. And the Ravens have a bye this week too. So one, two, three of these teams could be nine and three tied with them after this week too. So the Dolphins are eight and three, the Chiefs are eight and three. The Jaguars are eight and three, and then the Ravens are nine and three. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if if any of the Jags, Dolphins, or Chiefs can catch up to them this week. Um, I'm thinking that they will. Okay. Yeah. Um, Over on the Chargers side, though, real quick, uh, how about Khalil yeah, Mack? Th- how about Khalil Mack, though, man? What a what a comeback season for him. Yeah, but his his sacks come in waves, though, don't they? Like, I, I mean, he's he got had thir- six against the Raiders. I know, but he has thirteen on the year, though, right now, which is pretty damn good for where he's at in his career right now. Now I'm trying to look up his stats here. Uh, no, it's not gonna let me. Um, yeah, no, I agree. He has been really good. I, I mean, I feel like he also had zero sacks until. That Raiders game, the six sack um, game, yeah. But I mean, still, yeah. still having thirteen right now is pretty damn good. <sighs> okay, cool. Yeah, this was just simply my computer refuses <coughs> to show me Khalil Mack stats, so that's cool. Here's here's Eckler's stats for you though. Um, so thirty five. This is from Rich. I don't know his. I don't know how to say his last name. Rebar uh, at Lord Reeves on Twitter. 35 running backs this season have 100-plus carries. Austin Eckler now ranks 28th in yards per carry, 30th in success rate, 33rd in explosive run rate, 30th on first down touchdown rate. Nice. Uh, and, to con- and in his words, to compound matters, his 3.6 receptions per game is his fewest since 2018. Oof, yeah, that's tough. Brandon Staley is absolutely going to be a casualty of Black Monday the day after the season ends. So, what about um, do you think that falls on the Kellen Moore at all either? Yeah, I mean it might uh, definitely. Uh, see, the thing with Kellen Moore is he has a decent track record before with uh, Dallas. Not amazing, but decent. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got to, right? He's calling the play, so because it's got to Bra- fall on a little Sta- bit for sure. Because Brandon Staley's been the coach for a few years now, and even those past few years, Eckler was doing great with the other offensive coordinator, and now something's different this year, you know? You're right, but also under Staley, the Chargers have Chargers a million times. I mean, yeah. remember they were up 27 to nothing on, I believe it was the Jaguars in the playoffs last year, or the year before it was last year, wasn't it? 
up mm-hmm. 27 to nothing and they lost yeah. uh, to the Jaguars. So it's like Brandon Staley's pretty obviously not a good head coach. Oh, yeah. And I, I agree with you. Kellen Moore deserves some blame too. You're right. You're right. I feel like Staley's getting more of the blunt of the of the blame than him. Yeah. The thing is though, if Staley goes, Kellen Moore is probably gone too. They'll probably just clean house. So it's probably a package deal. Yep. Uh, you know, they're probably not going to keep the offensive coordinator if they fire the head coach and they're absolutely going to fire the head coach. So, um, yeah, this, this game sucked. I think the chargers had three points until like late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. When did they score that touchdown? It was pretty late, right? Yeah. It was like third, uh, fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to probably the game of the week. Let's take a quick run through here. Jags Titan or Jags Texans was pretty good. Colts Bucks was pretty good, but this is probably the game of the week. Um, Eagles thirty seven, Bills thirty four. What a nail biter! I'm sure Kai had a heart attack and a half here. I did, uh, I did. Yeah, I mean, man, the Eagles offense in the first half was just absolutely atrocious. Like I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, we're actually going to lose to the Bills. I actually, I was actually legitimately thinking we were going to lose. I thought you were too, honestly. I was just like, well, the Eagles just had a bad game or whatever. And the Bills were having a really good game. And yeah. And it kind of just flipped there at the end. Well, you know, that's the thing with Jalen Hurts, man. He can just lead those second half comebacks like that and just put the team on his shoulders when he needs to. But I wish they wouldn't make us stress about it in the first half. Like, they're, they're, like there's still some argument. Like, one could easily say that the Eagles are still not operating at 100% offensive efficiency like they were last year. Uh,. Jalen Hurts was is twenty seven and two in his last twenty nine regular season games. Yeah, I know it's crazy. They have to say regular season because he lost the Super Bowl. I just want to yeah, understandable. I just want to bring that up. Um, <laughs> did you do you think uh, Jason Kelsey had a poop? Were those two false starts? Probably. That was <laughs> that was that was the room where he, he went to the locker room. After he, that. he was probably uh, hedgehogging it. <laughs> <laughs> a little a little prairie dog on the on the <laughs> on the gridiron. I mean, I I'd, uh, I would be a little shifty too if I was sitting hey man, there. <laughs> it happens. It happens. I don't blame the guy. Um, Jalen Hurts, eighteen for thirty-one, two hundred yards, three touchdowns, a pick, plus sixty-five rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns, including the one in overtime to win the game. Uh, DeAndre Swift was fourteen for eighty. Um, I feel like Swift hasn't been like. CMC, holy shit, this guy's amazing. But he's, I mean, he's been consistently really good every single game. Quite very solid, actually. I think that's like yeah. the best term. Not a superstar whatsoever, but like a very, very reliable dude to get the ball to. You also have to remember, though, too, like think about how many rushing touchdowns that Jalen Hurts steals away from this offense. True. So. True. Um, Devonte Smith was seven for one Oh six and a touchdown. AJ Brown was five for 37 and a touchdown. Did he have any temper tantrums? Um, I think there was, I think he actually did have one. Classic. Yeah. In the first half. So when they were love down a, a lot, yeah. Love a good Devo wide receiver there. Uh, yeah, he's competitive. <laughs> uh, let me, let me see if I can get this name right for once in my life. Is it Olamide Zacharias? Zacharias? Olamide Zacchaeus. Okay, Zacchaeus. Uh, I should know that one, I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, a 29-yard touchdown for him. It was a James nice Brad- one, too. It was a nice one, yeah. yeah. James Bradbury had a pretty nice interception on Josh Allen, a classic, uh, and five pass breakups. On the other side, Allen, 29 of 51, 339, two touchdowns, and that pick. 
Plus, he had 81 rushing yards and two touchdowns himself. Um, James Cook was 16 for 43 on the ground, six catches for 57 through the air. Latavius Murray was 9 for 30 on the ground with 3 for 18 through the air. Gabe Davis, 6 for 105 and a pretty nice touchdown. Stephon Diggs was 6 for 74 and a touchdown. Khalil Shakur, 3 for 47. Dalton Kincaid, 5 for 38. Um, I, I, I want to go back and look at my prediction. I, I think this was my Super Bowl matchup heading into the year, and I, I don't quite remember but um, I think you said Eagles, Dolphins, if I remember correctly. No, I either said Bills or Bengals. Uh, oh, okay, I said I said Eagles over the Bills. Yeah, so this was my Super Bowl prediction here. Uh, honestly, if we got a game like that between those two teams in the Super Bowl, that would be pretty interesting. That was a really yeah. good game. Um, Even with the Jake Elliott clutch field goal in the winded rain, that was a that was a fucking great field goal. Yeah, that got like I, I would say he was the MVP of the game. Honestly. That was that was such a crazy kick to make at that particular time. I believe he said after the game that that was his best kick of his career. Oh, I mean, with how windy and how rainy it was at that point in time, yeah, I would mm-hmm, agree. Yeah, it was a slick Philadelphia night. Yep. Um, we're in the Kelly Greens again. Oh yeah, that was legendary. It was a nice uniform matchup. The Bills uniforms looked looked pretty good with the Kelly Greens. Kind of just want the Eagles to wear those all the time. Honestly, they look so good. They probably should. I'm conflicted because I think the Eagles' normal uniforms are really good. Uh, of too. course, yeah, the midnight green, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little conflicted. I, I think they both look really good. So, but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I say I wouldn't hate that, but I do despise them with all my heart. But I, I, uh, I, I think that would be a smart choice by them to wear those all the time. Uh, it would be interesting to see what the away jersey would look like. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about in this game? I mean, uh, it's just nothing else to really talk about. I mean, I kind of just want to see the Eagles play consistent football all four quarters rather than just, like, blow up in the second half, stop stressing their fans out, you know? For sure. The, de- um, the defense is still absolutely a problem. The D-line's been a little bit less. Oh, gave up 34 points. Yeah, I mean, the, the secondary is awful. The D-line's been kind of weak as of lately. Yeah, so I mean, we gotta we gotta get this cleaned up before playoffs come around. I mean, we got the 49ers next week. That's gonna be a tough game. Oh, that's next week. Yep. Ooh, that's a good one. <sighs> um, the NFC Championship right there. A rematch and a yeah. possible preview. Um. All right, let's move on. Chiefs thirty-one, Raiders seventeen. Uh, the Raiders were up 14 to nothing in this game and only scored three points after that. I actually had some hope at the beginning of this game when I saw the Raiders blow up at first. I was like, oh, I was like, I hope the Chiefs suck. I hope the Chiefs suck. But yeah, my raging take has planted that into your brain that the Chiefs aren't that good. So now when you see the 14, you're like, oh, my God, the Chiefs are going to they were never going to lose this game. Uh, Mahomes, 27 and 34, 298 and two touchdowns. Pacheco, 15 for 55, two touchdowns. Plus, he had five catches for 34 yards. Rasheed Rice, 8 for 107 and a touchdown. Kelsey, 6 for 91. Sky Moore, 3 for 34. Justin Watson had a three-yard touchdown catch. Uh, for the Raiders, AOC was 23 of 33 for 248 and a touchdown. Um, sorry. Jacobs, 20 for 110 and a touchdown. He had a real... The touchdown 
touchdown run was fantastic. It was really nice. Oh, uh, the, the long one, big, right? Yeah. Broke out a big one. Yeah. Other than that, he didn't really have all that good of a game. Chiefs defense is tough, though. I don't really blame him for that one. And, and the touchdown run was fucking awesome. Uh, he had four catches for 15 yards as well. So pretty nice fantasy day for, for Jacobs. Jacoby Myers revitalized, perhaps, six for 79 and a touchdown. Devontae Adams was five for 73. Hunter Renfro slowly, slowly getting back into the rotation. And I love it. Four for 38 for, for Renfro. Um, a shocker, Renfro still looks like Renfro. Maybe we should have been using that guy all year, huh, Josh? Um, we should be using him more. I completely agree. See, the thing about the Raiders is, though, AOC's not very good, and their recipe to win is pounding the rock with Jacobs. So that's what they want to do. I thought he looked pretty decent this game, though, AOC, against a tough defense, too. Yeah, I mean, he did better than I thought he was going to do, but it wasn't wasn't like winning football quarterback play at all. Took a lot of sacks. Uh, I mean, what can he do? He's a fourth-round pick. What can he do? Um yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I never thought that the Raiders were going to win this game. Uh, there was a lot of Chiefs fans in Allegiant. I was at the UNLV game the day before. The UNLV, the Rebels play at Allegiant Stadium as well. And there were already Chiefs fans there. I saw so many Chiefs hats at the UNLV game. I'm like, get the hell out of here, dude. Get the hell out of my stadium. Uh, it made me sick. I told Dylan. I was with Dylan. I was like, are you seeing all these Chiefs hats, dude? It's crazy. But, um... I mean, Chiefs, fan, Chiefs fans are all over the place, though. But, yeah, so we talked about Rasheed Rice already. Pacheco had a nice game. Uh, I mean, Mahomes kills the Raiders every time. Never loses in Vegas. Uh, I mean, he never loses on the road in the AFC West anyway, except for the Broncos game earlier this year. Um, what can you do? The Chiefs are going to chief. They they own the Raiders right now, currently. Uh, and even though the Raiders put up more of a fight than they normally do, at least in the last couple of years, like if you remember back to the, uh, the little uh, – twirl around game last year in the last week of the season. Remember that when the chiefs had that little play where they were ring around the Rosie. Oh yeah. And then they, they, they go to the formation. Yeah. And they, they were they just scored a touchdown. They were just having fun that game. Uh, it, it was closer than that game, obviously. So I guess that's a nice little step up that the Raiders can hang their hat on. However, still not good enough. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Devonte probably needs the ball more only five catches. And um, yeah, I, I still think there's like a very, very small chance the Raiders like sneak into the playoffs. But if they were to, they would get just completely destroyed by whoever they played. So I, I it's probably not even worth going through the motion of it. I mean, um, yeah, the schedule isn't that. I wouldn't say their schedule is the most imposing either for that that chance to happen. No, um, they have. A, I mean, they have a couple. Like the Vikings will be a little bit. Chargers, eh, that could go either way. Chiefs again, Colts, and then Broncos, so. Yeah, you got to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That's that's going to be a loss. Yeah. Um, the way the Broncos look like they're playing, it looks like they're probably, that's going to be a very meaningful game for Denver most likely, so you got to imagine they'll lose that one. I don't think the Raiders will make the playoffs. I, do, I, st- I still think there is a chance, but five and seven. Probably not likely. I mean, I do like their I do like their projection moving forward for next season, though. All depends on who the coach is, yeah. And the GM. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see. They got the bones there, though. You know, they they could they can make something out of it for sure. I believe. Or Devontae Adams trade rumors coming around now too to the Jets and whatnot, which Ooh. I don't necessarily believe, but it, it, I I think 
I, I don't think there's a wrong answer whether you trade Devontae or not this offseason. If if the top, if a top five wide receiver wants to play for your team, even when you're bad, you kind of should keep him. But at the other on the other hand, you could get a haul for him too, though. So yep. uh, I don't think there's really a wrong answer to trade Devontae Adams in the offseason. Um, let's move on. Rams 37, Cardinals 14. Um, Stafford 25 at 33, 229 and four touchdowns plus a pick. Kyron Williams went nuclear in this game. He back. 16 carries, 143. He's back, baby. 16 for 143 on the ground, 6 for 61, and two receiving touchdowns through the air. Um, Royce Freeman even got in on the action a little bit. Uh, his touchdown came in garbage time, but 13 for 77 and a touchdown. Tutu Atwell was 3 for 76. Higby, 5 for 29 and two touchdowns. Before the game... Higby was listed as inactive, and people were like, what the hell? Because he he wasn't injured all week. Uh, so people thought maybe it was just like a healthy scratch. Maybe like McVay pinched <coughs> him or not. Turns out somebody on somebody on the Rams, uh, who whoever releases the inactive list, made a mistake and accidentally put Higby's name on, oh, on the wow. list. So he went from inactive to catching two touchdowns. So you got to imagine somebody saw Higby was inactive, took, them, took him out of their lineup, and then replace him with somebody else, and he got two touchdowns on their bench. Oh. You gotta imagine that happened to at least one person, right? I would have been furious. Oh my lord, I would have been so mad, dude. Uh, and let's see, two touchdowns. So that's what twelve plus twenty nine. We'll call it thirty. So that's fifteen, and then plus five catches. It's twenty points, dude. Yeah, that's tough from um, tight end too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Puka Nakua was four for twenty seven. Cooper Cup was three for eighteen. Um, I don't know how Stafford threw for 230 yards, four touchdowns, and the Rams almost put a 40 bomb on the Cardinals, and Puka and Cooper Cup combined for seven catches for 45 yards. Kyron Williams show. I guess so. Yeah, Kyron and Higby. Uh, Kobe Turner had two sacks for the Rams over on the Cardinals side. Kyler was 27 to 45 for 256, and a uh, passing touchdown. I believe he had a rushing touchdown too, though. Oh, he um, did. Yeah, he had, I think he had one carry for like two yards and a touchdown, right, or something like that. Yeah. Or was that the? Or was that? Or was that the week before? I might no, be getting it, my, my it, weeks confused. It, it was this weekend. I just I had sick brain doing these notes. Sick brain. James Conner six for twenty seven plus four catches for five yards. He hasn't quite been effective since he's returned. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know if that's on him or just the offense in general or maybe Kyler. I don't know. Um. I think Kyler has a rushing touchdown every single game he's been back, though, so that's encouraging for fantasy because, honestly, I would say he hasn't played his best. And, I mean, he's he's scoring like 20 points every game. I think he had like 19 or something, or maybe like 16 the first week and then 22 last week and 20 this week. So just imagine if he starts playing really well. Um, Hollywood was 6 for 88. Finally got that connection brewing a little bit back with Kyler. Trey McBride, 7 for 60. Rondell Moore, 2 for 35. And the human Dorch, three for twenty-seven and a touchdown. He's had a little bit of a revitalization with Kyler. Yeah, Kyler looks his way a lot. He has a lot of targets with Murray. Well, I mean, when we saw a lot of Greg Dorch last season, that was with him playing with Kyler Murray. So definitely makes sense. It does help that Michael Wilson has missed the last couple of weeks too, though. Yeah. So when Wilson comes back, it'll be interesting to see who gets more of the workload between Wilson and Dorch. Yeah. I gotta say um, though, for the for the Rams though, imagine if Kyler, or imagine if Kyron Williams didn't get injured and he was like playing with this team all year. I really think Kyron Williams provides this offense 
with all the balance and cohesion that he can give them, and he makes them a better team overall. For the longest time, I I have him on uh, one of my fantasy teams, and um, I mean, he's he's honestly been my MVP this season, and for a while, I was wondering, is he actually good, or is he just getting a shit ton of volume? And I, I now think he's really good. Uh, granted, this is against like one of the worst rush defenses in the league, the Cardinals. However, he scored his touchdowns through the air, though, too. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see this week because they play the Browns this week. So much tougher opponent. I guess we'll see. Miles Garrett has injury concerns. It sounds like he's going to probably play, but we'll see. I don't know. Um but yeah, the, the Browns are nasty and they're they're much more ferocious than the Cardinals. So this will be the true test for Kyron Williams to see if he's actually back or if they just gave him a cupcake matchup his first week back. Yeah. I just um, I just feel like Stafford plays so much better too when Kyron Williams is in that lineup. I mean, like Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman were were, I guess, serviceable, I guess you can call them in his absence, but they're neither one of them <coughs> were actually Kyron Williams. Um I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the Rams basically just dominated Arizona. Yeah. That's about it here. Um, Broncos 29, Rams, or Rams, Broncos 29, Browns 12. Wilson 13 of 22, 134 and a touchdown, plus he had 34 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Javante Williams was 18 for 65. Samaj P. Ryan 7 for 55 and a touchdown. Back-to-back decent fantasy weeks for Samaj P. Ryan. I don't... I wouldn't love playing him though because it was one week it was because he was receiving and this week was because he was rushing. So yeah. it's like, is that just random? Is that a coincidence? I don't know. I mean, he's probably worth a pickup if you have a spot on your bench or, you know, if you're a Javante Williams owner for sure. But I don't know. I, I don't think I would be. It's too rushing. Ri- it's to too him. risky, honestly. It's like it's too way, risky. it's way too dependent on what the game plan is for him and whether or not he can get a touchdown. Agreed. Um, Cortland Sutton, three for 61. Marvin Mims, two for 24. Troutman had an eight-yard touchdown catch. Nick Benito had a sack and a half. DTR, 14 of 29, 134, a touchdown, 21 rushing yards. Left this game with a concussion because of, I believe it was Browning. Hit him. Um, it was I think it was targeting. I think they called it targeting. Uh-huh. Uh, or helmet-to-helmet, whatever, whatever it's called in the NFL. Um, and, I mean, DTR got... Wow, bro. Uh, did you see that play? I didn't. Oh, my dude. If if you happen to get a chance and remember later, go watch that play. He got fucking railroaded, bro. He got hit so fucking hard. I like audibly like, well, oh, my God. He just Yikes. got just, just blistered by Browning. Um, PJ Walker had to come in six for 13, 56 yards up in the air. Who starts this week? I imagine DTR will not play. He, he got hit very, he, he got his clock clean. So I imagine it's either going to be PJ Walker or Joe Flacco. Um, Ooh, I forgot about Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. We had the Joe Flacco take. Was that Mac? It was Mac. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of want to see it happen. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like, you know what you have in PJ Walker. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I think I think Flacco's washed, dude. I, I I really don't know. But with the Browns, you don't really have to do much, really. Hand the ball off to Ford and Hunt, and just hope the defense yeah holds the other team to like ten points. Um, speaking of Ford and Hunt, Ford was nine for sixty-five on the ground, four for fourteen through the air. Here's a stat for you, guy. Three straight weeks, Jerome Ford has scored exactly eleven point nine fantasy points. No shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow, very consistent. <laughs> Consistently mid, yeah. Um, I mean, you gotta you gotta respect that he does get the yard. Is though it's just like I wish they would use him so much more than they do. I agree. I I mean, I don't I don't think he's much better than Hunt, but I think he's just a tad. I think he has a tad more juice than Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, Hunt Hunt deserves to get playing time too, though. I, I like that they're using him them kind of fifty fifty. I feel like they should just use them more. I mean, um, I, I just feel like a team like this should be running the ball a lot more. I mean, even like absolutely. I, I know that they were down by a lot in this game, but you still have to lean on your strengths. Yeah, and, your, and especially when your offense is really bad and your strength is mainly defense, it's like, okay, just run the fucking ball a ton, hope that it works, and just have the defense. Like I just said, have, have the defense help you win the game. But yeah. what do you do? Kareem uh, Hunt was 7 for 22. David Njoku was 6 for 59. Cedric Tillman, 4 for 55. Elijah Moore, 3 for 44. Amari Cooper, 2 for 16. And Harrison, Bry- Harrison Bryant had a two-yard touchdown catch. Um, So I would say this wasn't a shocking no. play. I, I, the Bronco, I think the Broncos were favored in this game anyway, right? It was in Denver. Um, Broncos are on fire right now. The Browns are a little bit of a paper tiger team. They're seven and four. Um, like like I've said in past episodes, they're it's basically just because of their defense. I would not. It would not shock me if the Browns missed the playoffs, even even when they were seven and three. It just that would be a very Browns thing to happen to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This so. was uh, the Broncos' uh, fifth straight win right now. It's crazy. I mean, they look like they're heading for the playoffs. Yeah, no, they could easily sneak in there as a wild card. Um, oh no, I don't really have much else in this game. You got anything? No. Move on. Um, Jaguars twenty-four, Texans twenty-one. This was another really good game. Uh, for the AFC South. Trevor Lawrence, 23 of 38, 364, a touchdown and an interception, plus a rushing touchdown. ETN, 20 for 56 on the ground, 4 for 30 through the air. Calvin Ridley, 5 for 89 and a touchdown. He's coming alive. Yeah. Christian Kirk, 4 for 89. Luke Farrell, I'd never heard of that person before in my life, 3 for 55. Evan Ingram, 5 for 49. Part of DP's DP's. Didn't, I, w- I wouldn't call that one a pop-off. It was serviceable, though. Nine points. Average. Basically 10. Yeah. Dearness Johnson, one catch for 42 yards. Josh Allen had two and a half sacks. I like Josh Allen a lot. He's a good player. Oh, yeah. Uh, CJ Stroud, 26 for 36 for 304, two touchdowns, plus 47 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Singletary, six for 18 on the ground, but had six catches for 54 through the air, so kind of saved his fantasy day a little bit. I think he had that 13 points. Uh, Damian Pierce, five for 14 in his return from injury. And then Nico Collins, 7 for 104 and a touchdown. Tank Dell, 5 for 50 and a touchdown. I believe Tank Dell had like a 55-yard touchdown taken away from him by penalty in the first half, though. He, he did. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, Bobby Trees, 2 for 40. Uh, I mean, this this game went right down to the wire. It's big win for the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, Dylan and I were discussing whether this was a must-win for Houston on Saturday's episode. And at first, we're like, yeah, I think we are. I think... Uh, I think it is, but then we looked at their schedule. I don't think so. I think Houston can come back from this two-game deficit in the division still and win the NFC or the AFC South. I, I don't think it's impossible. 
I mean, um, so, they technically don't even have to win the division if they want to make playoffs, in my no, personal opinion. But it'd be better. Field, yeah, it'd be better if they do, though, of course. Um, But nice, really nice gutsy win by the Jaguars. It was in Houston, wasn't it? It was in Houston. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, great win. I, I think Trevor Lawrence after the game was like, are you happy for CJ Stroud? And he's like, no, I want all of my division opponents to be really bad, <laughs> which I thought was a funny answer. Um, and uh, uh, the Jaguars don't always look pretty, but they're a, they're a good team, man. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't, uh, I think they could win a playoff game or two. I mean, it comes down to the coaching and Doug Peterson is one of the best. I agree. Uh, I mean, you'd be really stupid to fire that guy, wouldn't you? Shut up. I'm just going to keep saying that until he's, until, <laughs> as long as he's a coach in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice to see Ridley. Uh, it's been a few games since ETN scored a touchdown, right? Yeah, he's been kind of a, he's been a little bit on the downturn lately. I mean, you didn't, you knew that probably wasn't going to last forever, but it's kind of, I, I would say, I mean, are, you're you're a big time. You're an ETN dynasty owner. So yeah. are, like, are you worried about those touchdowns going away? No, I'm not. I mean, he's still getting the volume. It's just, you know, eventually the touchdowns will come back. I think just what's happened, though, is um, lately Trevor Lawrence himself has improved his own game. So because of that, he's not relying on the run game as much as he was at the beginning of the year. So. So he had three straight weeks of two rushing touchdowns against the Bills, Colts and Saints. Weeks through five through seven. Then he had a receiving touchdown against Pittsburgh week eight. Then he had a bye. And then the, in the three weeks since the bye, he's had zero touchdowns running or passing. So, yeah, um, you got to imagine he's going to have a few more before the end of the season. But oh, yeah. I, th- I think ETN owners are probably starting to get a little impatient as we head to the playoffs. I mean, you're not going to sit them, though. I mean, no, I can't. Yeah. So they can be impatient all they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else in this game? No, I mean, good. Uh, this was actually a very good one for the AFC South, for sure. That division's going to come down to the wire. I agree. I mean, the Colts are even in it, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll They're talk. They're sitting in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, hey. but I don't know how effective that notion's going to be with Jonathan Taylor missing a few weeks, honestly. Zach Moss? Is, I mean, he was playing just yeah, as good. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Better Giants to have both. Then. Giants 10, Pat 7. Ugh, skip. <laughs> this was a horrible game. Tommy DeVito, 17 for 25, 191 and a touchdown. Give a little for the camera. Oh. Oh. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 12 for 46. Jalen Hyatt, 5 for 109. The Jalen Hyatt breakout game. Finally, yeah. they use this kid, man. Wiley, what are you doing? Your season's lost. Use your young guys. See he, what you he, got. He looks good, too. I think he looks good, too. He's pretty fast. Yeah, uh, he he's, looks like he's he's open a lot. He's, he's he's smaller, but he's he's quick, and he can get out there. I think wearing 13 helps, too. 13 on the Giants, you're like, oh, this guy's good. Because yeah, this reminds you of Odell. Uh, Odell, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Wondell Robinson, 4 for 26. Isaiah Hodgins had a 12-yard touchdown catch. Jihad Ward, one and a half sacks. Mac Jones, 12 for 21. 89 yards and two interceptions. <laughs> Bill Belichick told all of his quarterbacks to be ready going into this game, and none of them were ready. <laughs> um, 
Bailey Zappi, nine for 14, 54 yards and an interception. Oh. You can't. I know Bailey Zappi sucks too, but you can't start Mac Jones anymore, right? You can't or are start. Are they just trying to tank their way to. You can't start either of these guys. Who's the third? Somebody. Who's the third stringer? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go steal Joe Flacco away from the practice squad. Right? Someone. Um, Go get uh, Johnny Football. Oh, God. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, 21 for 98 and a touchdown, plus five catches for nine yards. The lone bright spot on that offense. Yeah. Uh, Zeke nine for 46. I apologize. I had predicted. I mean, I, I didn't guarantee or anything, but I was like, I think Zeke will get a touchdown in this game. Wrong. Um, Demario Douglas, six for 49 left this game with an injury. I think it was a concussion. Yeah. He got, it was a pretty dirty hit too. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, so his, his status is in question for next week. It seems like Devonte Parker three for 42 and then Anthony Jenkins, one and a half sacks. Uh, I, I'm okay with just skipping right over this game. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's not, nothing to talk good, about here. Good for Tommy DeVito, stacking a couple wins together. Honestly, the Giants should have won by more. I mean, yeah, dude, the Pats are just... Or, I mean, the Giants are awful, too. They're honestly two, probably the two worst teams in the league. Yeah. Um, the Jets would be there if not for their disgusting defense. Right. Um, Colts 27, Bucks 20. Sorry, Gardner Minshew, 24 for 41, 251, and an interception, plus one rushing touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 15 for 91 and two touchdowns. Zach Moss, 8 for 55, plus two catches for 15 yards. Pittman, 10 for 107. Downs, 5 for 43. Mo Alley-Cox had a big 30-yard catch. Alec Pierce was 4 for 27. Samson Ebukam had two sacks. Ebukam. Ebukam, I'm so sorry to Samson. Two sacks for him. Baker Mayfield, 20 of 30, 199, two touchdowns and a pick. Rashad White, 15 for 100, plus two catches for 10 yards. Mike Evans, six for 70 and two touchdowns. Beast. Yeah. Uh, Godwin, three for 45. Kate Odden, three for 45 as well. So I said it before, the Colts are sitting in a playoff spot right now, I do believe. Unless Sunday or Monday night football changed anything. I don't think it did, though. Uh, I think they... Yeah, let's, look at, let me look it up real quick. Look at the playoff standings. Playoff uh, picture in the AFC. Yeah, they are the seventh seed right now. Wow. Yeah. With Gardner Minshew. That's insane. With Gardner Minshew. I mean, the Texans aren't even in right now, dude. The Colts are above them. Yeah. I think they have the tiebreaker over them. That's why... Dude, the Colts are above the Texans, Broncos, Bills, and Bengals. <laughs> if you want to get crazy, the Chargers, too. I mean, I know the Chargers stink, but, you know, heading into the season, I don't think anyone would have thought that. What they, year if, if is this? If you would have told them that Anthony Richardson was going to go down by, like, week four or whenever he got hurt. What year is this? It's fucking crazy, dude. Um, I, I, that actually shocked me when they put the graphic up after, like, the early games on Sunday that the Colts were the seven seed. I was like... The Colts are the fucking seven seed, dude. Yeah. Um, good for them, though. I, I've always liked Gardner Minshew a lot. It's my mom's favorite team, too, so I kind of have a little bit of a tie with them. So, um, Yeah, dude. I mean, I wouldn't say Minshew's doing amazing, but he's getting the job done. Uh, I mean, he didn't have a passing touchdown in this game. Did have a rushing touchdown. Had a pick. Yeah. But, um, he, he's just a leader, though. You know, he knows how to, like, lead his team to victory. He plays careful football, you know. Just does just enough to get him downfield. I feel like he's somebody that 
teammates probably love too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would love hanging around, hanging out with that guy for sure. He's a fucking clown. He probably gets so many girls. Oh yeah. That fucking mustache. Um, are you kidding me? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, Pittman had a great game. Taylor had a really nice game before he got injured. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, you I'd think like they to, can do it? Do you actually think they could make the playoffs? Uh, let's let me look at their. I don't sch- think they're going. I don't personally think they're going to. Oh, let me look at their schedule real yeah, quick. Yeah, look it up. Um, so they play the Titans, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Falcons, the Raiders, and then they finish off with the Texans. Oh, shit! They have a pretty easy schedule. I, I could see about maybe four wins in they that stretch. They could win four of those games. Yeah, for sure. so that would make um, yeah, about ten wins. I think that I think that gets you into the wild card this year. God, the Colts might make the playoffs, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, oh my god, I would not be shocked. I mean, I could see him beating the Titans. I could see him beating the Bengals. Steelers kind of iffy. Falcons kind of iffy. I could see, they could definitely beat the Raiders and then Texans, of course. So, and and at first this morning, the report for John the Taylor was uh, his status is like doubtful for. The for, it was like the foreseeable future. I, that's not the right words. I can't remember what they said, but it sounded very ominous. Like he was he was going to be out for like the rest of the season type shit. I was hearing like He's two only, three weeks. That's what it is though. They, yeah, right afterwards they said two to three weeks. So I was like, oh okay, that's not too bad. They yeah. they could probably survive two weeks out without John the Taylor rather easily. You would gotta think, right? Who were their next two two to three games? Uh, Titans, Bengals, Steelers. Ooh, they could. The Steelers might be a little tough. They can easily win the tit- beat the Titans and Bengals. Yeah, dude. And if Jonathan comes back, if Jonathan Taylor comes back for the Steelers, this is interesting. We're on Colts watch here the rest of the year. Yeah, write it down. Colts watch. <laughs> write it down, guy. Colts watch. Make a, make a sound bite for Colts watch. Colts watch. Uh, <laughs> um, other than that, I, I don't have much else. Rashad White has been really good. Fantasy wise, the second yeah. half of the season. It's definitely been very solid running back. Um, yeah, Buccaneers. I don't get them, man. They're. I feel like they're such a good team, but they just they just can't get it done. They're kind of like like what Dylan said before. They're like the Chargers of the NFC. Yeah, I, yeah, they really are, honestly. Uh, and like Mike Evans is such a fucking monster. I mean, he wasn't getting any respect before the season from some of the some of the, some idiots on this show. And, I would uh, I would also like to apologize to Mike <laughs> Evans. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I did say that I don't think he would get over a thousand yards. He hasn't done it just yet, but he's almost there. He's almost there, dude. Um, yeah. So write down never to disrespect Mike Evans ever again, will you? Uh, I it's already written in my head. <laughs> Write that down. He only needs 150 more yards to get to a thousand. I imagine he's going to. Do that. Yep. Um, as long as he stays healthy. Um, next up, Titans 17, Panthers 10. Will Levis 18 of 28, 185. Boy, has he fallen off since that first game? Yeah, the magic's died down a little bit. The magic died quickly. Uh, Derrick Henry, eight, 18 for 76 and two touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins, three for 49. Chigakonkwo, four for 45. Chris Moore, three for 41. Westbrook Akine had four for 41. Danico Autry had two sacks for the Titans. And for the Panthers, Bryce Young, 18 of 31 for 194. Chuba Hubbard, 14 for 45 and a touchdown, plus five catches for 47 yards. Miles Sanders, 15 for 28. Elite numbers right there, man. Oof. <laughs> 
Whoa, man. Um, almost two yards per carry. That's was, pretty good. I was I was very wrong about him, too. Uh, thank you for admitting that, because Mac will never. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Mingo, four for 60. DJ Chark, three for 34. Uh, uh, I guess we should also mention that uh, Frank Wright got fired, too. After I was just game. about to say that. Yeah, yeah th- This was like the big storyline of this game, was that Frank Wright got fired. Apparently, David Tepper went in the locker room after the game, and he was seen leaving it going, fuck. <laughs> so he was upset. Um, he has now fired head coach two straight seasons in the middle of the season. Uh, Matt Rule last year, Frank Reich this year. And this has now coined the Panthers as like the most dysfunctional franchise by the media. That's all the media has been talking about the last two days is how dysfunctional the Panthers are. And I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, they, they make some questionable decisions. And now a new rumor is it's more of like, it sounds like this person just told the media that he's interested in taking the head coaching job. I don't think it's a rumor that the Panthers are actually interested, but Greg Olson would agree to coach the Panthers if they Ooh. asked him, which I think would be a giant mistake. <laughs> Personally, I mean, it'd, be kind of, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting for sure. But this is a, this, this, this feels very Jeff Saturday ish to me. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you something though, too. I mean, we know, yes, Bryce Young is bad, but I also think, it looks even worse for him because CJ Stroud has looked really great too. I was like, if CJ Stroud didn't look that amazing, would we be talking about Bryce Young like this under the microscope as much as we are? Yeah, we wouldn't. And he's also probably really lucky that Anthony Richardson got hurt. Yeah. Cause I think Richardson would be probably playing much better than him too right now. Probably Richardson wouldn't be as good as Stroud probably. Uh, if you're not looking at fantasy wise, I bet Richardson would be a fantasy stud, but NFL wise, I don't. I I highly doubt Richardson would be on Stroud's level because Stroud just seems so advanced already. But I think Bryce Young is probably pretty lucky that Anthony Richardson got hurt because otherwise he'd be compared to both of them who went in the top five with him. Yeah, and him being the worst by far of the three would not be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So who? Um. You got anybody that that you think should coach the Panthers? Bill Belichick. Oh Lord. He wouldn't go there. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think Bill Belichick is just like probably gonna take a nice long break from coaching. To be honest, after this year, put him on TV. Yeah. Uh, that'd be electric. He he, probably, he does not have the personality for. Well, he low key does. He just doesn't show it. Yeah. Um, bring Ron of, Rivera home, right? Right, Commanders fans out ooh. there. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. think that's. I don't, even, I don't even know about that one. <laughs> It'll be some coordinator. Yeah. It'll be some offense or Jim Harbaugh. Maybe I think Harbaugh doesn't want to go there either though. I think Harbaugh wants like the chargers probably. That'd be interesting too. I, I, I would, I think the chargers are probably the most appealing team off the top of my head yeah. for various reasons. They, I mean, they have a franchise quarterback LA. Uh, they have pieces around. Uh, so I, I would imagine that's probably where Harbaugh would want to go. If he returns to the NFL, that's just a guess, though. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Steelers 16, Bengals 10. Kenny Pickett was 24 for 33, 278. Najee 15 for 99 and a touchdown. Jalen Warren 13 for 49, plus three catches for 13 yards. Uh, we, we bitch about Najee a lot in this on this podcast. He had a good game. Yeah. Give him his props when it's due. Uh, Fryermuth, 9 for 120. George Pickens, 3 for 58. Deontay Johnson, 4 for 50. TJ Watt, 2 sacks. 
Uh, Jake Browning, 19 for 26, 227, a touchdown and a pick. Not the worst showing in his first game, but not the best either. Definitely not Joe Burrow. Uh, Tough defense, though, too. Mm -hmm. Steelers are a tough team to play. Joe Mixon, 8 for 16, garbage. Two catchers for 44 yards, though. Jamar Chase, 4 for 81. Tyler Boyd, 3 for 23. Of course, T. Higgins missed this game. Uh, Drew Sample had a touchdown catch for 11 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all. That's one was pretty boring, though. Too honestly, it was, it was very, it was very boring. We knew the Bengals were going to miss Burrow. Not I, too surprising. I mean, even though I said that the Steelers' offense looked like it was moving better with the addition of Fryermuth back into the lineup, there's just still something about this offense that's just not very fun to watch overall. I feel like it's Kenny Pickett's just probably not that good. Yeah. Uh, I, if I were a Steeler fan, I think I would be willing to give him one more season to, to test it out, but it, it, I, I would be panicky a little bit about, about his, uh, his future. He just doesn't, does not seem like he's grasping it quite as, quite as well as like, let's say CJ Stroud. Um, yeah. and we know it's not co I mean, offensive coordinator obviously was, a, was a problem, but like Tomlin's a good coach. I, I don't. I don't know. I I think I ex- fully expect Kenny Pickett to be the starter for them next season on opening day. But after that, who knows, man? I'll give this game a pass. So, I mean, this was the first game with the new offensive coordinator. Um, I'm thinking about, like within the next few weeks, we'll actually see what this uh, offensive makeup is going to be about. They did outgain an opponent for the first time this season. Oh, they did. They got 400 total yards for like the first time since like 2020, I think. Oh, wow. So that's good. that's a really good sign. Yeah, good sign. Yeah. And the Bengals' defense aren't like slouches. Yeah. They're not elite, but they're pretty solid. So let's, um, see. let's see it continue. Yep. Falcons 24, Saints 15, the final game here to talk about. Desmond Ritter 13 for 21, 168, a touchdown, two picks. Bijan Robinson 16 for 91, and a touchdown. He had a couple of really nice runs in this game. Three catches for 32 yards and a receiving touchdown as well. Tyler Algier was 10 for 64. Corderell Patterson, 8 for 43. Drake London, 5 for 91 through the air. Kyle Pitts, 2 for 22. Jesse Bates, the third, had a pick six. Excuse me. Derek Carr, 24 for 38, 304 yards, an interception, and rolled eyes at Jameis Winston at halftime. Alvin Kamara, 15 for 69 yards. Nice. Four catches for 50 yards. Lynn Bowden got in this game. I thought mm-hmm. he still played for the fucking Dolphins. Uh, he's on the Saints now. He's on the Saints. Uh, two for 40 for him. Taysom Hill, seven for 26 rushing, two catches for 55 yards receiving. Uh, Chris Olave <coughs> was actually having a fantastic game before he got that concussion. Seven for 114. Juwan Johnson was four for 45. Uh, he left with an injury as well. I do not know if he came back or not. Rashid Shahid, two for nine. He left with an injury as well. And then Tyron Matthew had two interceptions. So this was a huge win for Atlanta. Huge win. Oh, yeah. This uh, this got them the lead in the NFC South. Um, Yes, it did. They are currently sitting at the four spot in the NFC playoff picture at five and six. That's crazy. Uh, who would they be playing? They would be playing the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a quick trip home. Oh, Lordy. Arthur Smith would be, uh, he would get just destroyed by the Cowboys. Yeah, that, that, that would be, that would be a tough game. That mustache would, Atlanta, would grow though. back and fall off at the same time. 
the stash hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. It would be in Atlanta, but yeah, I, I would imagine the Cowboys would completely curb stomp them. Hey, I mean, uh, uh, at least for the Cowboys' sake, you know, they won't be a first round exit team anymore. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I honestly, I think we can joke about them not playing any good or not beating any good opponents or anything like that. But I do think this is probably the best Cowboys team we've seen in a, you know, quite a, probably since Tony Romo. Yeah. Right. This it is probably is, the best it, Dak Prescott team. It is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. There was that one year where they had the number one overall seed, I think, right, and lost to the Packers, though, in the yeah. divisional round. So maybe maybe it's not the best Dak Prescott team, but I, it's pretty good, man. They're they're pretty yeah. good. That defense is, is pretty nice, even without Trayvon Diggs. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the the Saints, after starting, I mean, what did they start? Did they start 3-0, 3-1? I think it was something like that, right? 3-0. 3-0, so they're 2-6 since. Tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't get it honestly. I mean, this team on paper, great, great talent all around. Um, offenses can't complete drives, and yeah, it's just awful showing week in, week I think, out. I think Saints fans are sick of Dennis yeah. Allen and Derek I think Carr. Sick of Derek Carr already, yeah. Uh, I also heard this. I think it was on the Pat McAfee show. I heard this this week. The Saints are projected to be under the cap by eighty-seven million this offseason. <laughs> oh wow. Over the cap. Oh, I thought you said under. I was like, ooh. Bad. I, I meant over the cap. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, over the cap. That's really bad. Um, which is classic Saints. Um, <laughs> it feels like uh, I, wonder like where, I wonder where all that money went. Uh, maybe to the dude that looks like he's wearing eyeliner under center, uh, among others. Yikes. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I don't know, bro. I don't... I, I thought the Saints were going to be. I was like decently high on the Saints coming into the year, and I was flat out wrong. I, 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 I definitely did not want the Raiders to keep Derek Carr, but I thought he would do better than this. I mean, it was a better situation, at least on paper. I thought. Mm-hmm. You thought on paper too, like the Derek Carr to Chris Olave connection makes sense completely in your head because Carr likes to push it down the field, not quite as much as Jameis, but like it, with the Raiders, he liked to throw deep balls. And Chris Olave is a fantastic deep ball receiver. So in your head, that's what I felt like. I thought Juwan Johnson was going to have a pretty nice season. I thought Kamara would come back. And Kamara's actually been much better than even I thought he would be. Uh, I thought Kamara would probably take a little bit of a step down, but still beat Kamara. Uh, and it's just it's just not clicking, man. And they have a pretty good defense. De- hiring Dennis Allen was an odd move at the time, in my opinion. I don't think the Saints get enough shit for that because Dennis Allen has only had one head coaching job and it was with the Raiders and he was awful and he got fired on a London trip, if I remember correctly. Uh, he got fired before they uh, before the plane ride home. So it's like, this is who you hired as a head coach? It's like, I I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it, yeah. That was an odd head coaching hire to me. So I, I think that seat's getting a little warm for him. Oh, he's he's gone. Yeah. He's gone this year, for sure. Uh, unless they make a little playoff push here, which I, I don't think they're going to. I, I also, I, I think Derek Carr is playing a little hurt. I think that's part of it. Too. Then stop I, stop putting him in. God damn. I fucking agree, guy. I fucking agree. <laughs> like, Jesus that is Christ. I, I don't know that for certain. They'll, but do, it, it just, they'll, they'll do whatever it takes not to play fucking Jameis, I swear. Dude, I know. And it's not like Jameis has been amazing when he stepped in. Like, like they lost to the Packers when he was playing, and I, I'm sure they, they've lost another game with him playing. But I, I agree. Jameis, Jameis deserves better, dude. Yeah. Um, 
All right. I think that's it, dude. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the Thursday night football preview then. We actually have a decent one this week. Seahawks 6-5 and five at Dallas 8-3. and three. Well, I mean, um, it looks like it on paper, but we know how they usually turn out. So we'll see. Fair enough. And it's not like the Seahawks played very well last week. Granted, it was the Niners. But yeah. the Cowboys are right there, too. The Cowboys are a good team, too. And it's going to be on the road. That was in Seattle, and they got you know blanketed by the Niners. So um, I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys. <coughs> Dylan's picking the Cowboys. Max picking the Cowboys. What you got? Yeah, as much as it pains me to say this, until I see that the Cowboys train is not stopping, I am on the Cowboys train. All right. All right. We're all on the Cowboys. We're going to get out of here so Kai can go get some rest and get some medicine. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us, as always. At Raging Takes Everywhere, Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I'm at Montana Sauce on Twitter. Kai is at RTP Kai. Mac is at it's MacBruh, B-R-U-H. Dylan is at such a wise fool. And if you want to send us an email, it's ragingtakes at gmail.com. We will see you on Saturday. Thank you, guys. See ya.